Hello and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast, paid for by the Legend of the Five Rings community Discord Patreon. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Korvar. I'm Kakita Kaori. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing the first three clan letters of 2020. And we're also going to be looking at the current timeline for Legend of the Five Rings. Yes, indeed. It's been a pretty slow news week overall for the role-playing game, other than these these clan letters sneaking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our Patreons, uh, we do have a new challenge focus strike called the Ghost of Ukihashi Bridge mm-hmm. uh, that you are welcome to check out and see if yep. you like. <laughs> it's more kabuki theater stuff. Oh, yeah. But meanwhile, we have had some, not quite fiction drops, well, they are fiction drops, but uh, they aren't stories as such. They are letters from people in the Legend of Five Rings world, in Rock, from Rock Again, and we have three of them. Two of them were nice and out and open, and two of them were, well, one of them, one of them was slightly sneaky, <laughs> which is appropriate because that was the Scorpion one. And it was actually double sneaky, which is also appropriate because it's a Scorpion one. Right. <laughs> the first letter was... The uh, Lion Letter for 2020, which was from Makoto Zentaru, Commander of the Lion, and Mm -hmm. it details the sixth unsuccessful attempt of the Daidoji to retake uh, what seems to be Kuden Kahida. It's presumably that they don't, it's not specified, but that's my guess. Yes. And, and I'm also also blaming um, Kuanon, because obviously if he'd been there, it would all have been fixed because then he'd be working properly uh, with uh, Daidodi Uji. And he swanned off and right, did other things. Right. It's all his fault. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> there are um, lots of. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. It's like a lot of. And this one Ashikaru died, and then mm. four Ashikaru died, and the five scouts died. It's a different image of warfare than we, yeah. we normally see, but it's actually much more realistic. Yeah. Uh, in some ways to Japanese warfare of the early Sengoku. Uh, you know, there's yeah. not that very many battles where there's thousands of samurai on the field. Not saying that yeah. in big full Sengoku, late late Sengoku there weren't that happening. But this this a few here, a few there, uh lots yeah. of positioning and ploys and stuff is yeah. is not atypical. And and this isn't this isn't all out warfare of the sort you see during the, the mid and late Sengoku period, or like in old 5R, you got the clan wars, where it was like an entire clan versus another entire clan. This is technically not a war, I think. It's it's all this kind of, it's a skirmish, it's a feud between two families, tum-ti-tum, la-la-la. It's not a war. Why Why would we be having a war? That's That would be terrible. So it's relatively small numbers. And actually, a lot of a lot of what is detailed is this wasn't a full attack, this was a diversion. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the casualties weren't as high as you could have had, had this been a full attack. Yep. Well, it refers to the uh, cunning and noble Daitoshi Uji, of course. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting, because <laughs> that's the enemy, and he's yes. referring to the enemy as the cunning and noble, which I thought was quite an interesting thing. Zentaro credits the spirit of Kodorasu. Uh, mm. That's a very lion. Mm. It's your, it's, it's all your ancestors' fault for yeah. him to uh, come out and get the, get the, um, 
urge to go investigating around the keep dressed in yeah. nothing but his shoulder, shoulder armor and swords and maybe no pants. Um. <laughs> I, I'm assuming, I mean, you know, you do wear Hakama underneath your armor. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> it depends exactly what he was doing right at that moment. I, I, he was I, getting dressed for bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he could well be in his, uh, you know, his, un- his under robe. <laughs> Juban. And uh, yeah, just I'm I'm not entirely sure how because he, he, he the specific mention is pauldrons, and that could refer to the you know the the big kind of shoulder guard things, um, but it could also refer to because one of the one of the first things you put on is your sleeve armor. You, you, the two sleeves slip on and are tied mm-hmm. together and are sometimes kept tied together, kind of like a sweater. And mm-hmm. you could just shrug those on. Whereas putting your, the actual, the sode on, the actual kind of shoulder protectors, that's a complicated business. <laughs> that's tying and, and knotting. And, but anyway, so he's, I think the, 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 the kind of sleeve, armored sleeves and shoulder armor is probably more likely. But yeah, he's wondering about it in half his armor and some swords <laughs> because he just had an, in, an intuition, which so... I thought was kind of fun. This is kind of, he does talk about the time pressure that we're hearing. Yeah. We're really uh, up upon winter at mm. this point. We're getting close. And we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but uh, we we do have that pressure. And yeah. let's see, um, just not much lore notes. We have the Matsu 4th Legion and the Koma Auxiliaries. Yeah. Uh, we heard both of those mentioned in the Roar of the Lioness story, which was w- mm-hmm. when they were assigned to attack. Um, we also have uh, the use of Tekaki, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, uh, Tekaki, and also known as teko, teko Kaki, which are either fighting or climbing claws. And I'm assuming climbing claws in this instance, because you can have them basically like uh, on the back of the, the hand as a fighting implement. So they're like mm-hmm. claws that you, you hit people with. Or they could be on the front of the palm and they're for helping you with climbing. So I'm guessing <laughs> it's the second one. Fair Often enough. associated with shinobi slash ninja. But there are no no shinobi in the Korean. Good lord no. That would be wrong. Anyway, um and and note that he doesn't say that there are. No. So they're no. climbing into the castle with these climbing cars, but he's not saying they're ninja no. at all. And no. I, I, he has no reason to be trying to be complimentary. No, no, he doesn't. Of that. So he uh, doesn't consider that a, a dishonorable tactic on the battlefield. Apparently not, no. Worth noting. Yeah, it is. Even the uh, lion don't necessarily consider that a dishonorable yeah. tactic on the battlefield. Which is, In yeah, a claimed keep. Which is perfectly reasonable. Um, though that one note I did find interesting that apparently the room that the, the infiltrators got into was an artist's dojo. I'm not quite sure what that means, but uh, it was, it's just a, a studio. studio. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> the lion had changed it into a shrine, and apparently it was locked. And that's, a, <laughs> I, that's an interesting detail, that, that this was a room that was locked, and a room that was lockable. Whether the lion had the lock or not, I don't know. That was an interesting kind of bit of a detail. So if you're talking, thinking about castles and what's in them, there you go, it's a thing to think about. <laughs> Let's see. And then we had the next story, which was mm-hmm. uh, a letter from Shinjo Yasumura to his mom. Yes. Shinjo Altotaranai. Hey, mom. Dear, dear mom, um, thanks for the cookies. Uh, the war's going terribly. 
uh, could you please come and bring an entire legion of some description, please? That'd be great. Uh, and some socks, because, you know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the, the difference is, like, the previous letter was uh, almost war propaganda. Mm -hmm. This, I think, is a bit more honest because he's literally writing to his mum. Well, it was war propaganda and a little bit of uh, self-propaganda. Mm, I'm awesome. Let me tell you how awesome I am. Did I, I mention that I was awesome? I these people in my underwear based on my hinge. And... Yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and he also is very clear that it's champion Suko. Mm -hmm. uh, champion Matsu. He's like, mm. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like playing in army politics. Uh, oh, no, no, there was that, that line that uh, he's, which I really found interesting. This this will end the feud between Lady Matsu and Kakita, in his <laughs> opinion. This is like, that's a big claim. Yeah. And it also shows that after a thousand years, that's still going. So there you go. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Letter to mum. On to the other. So, so the lion are doing very well. Mm. Uh, the unicorn numbers are dwindling and the lion keep getting reinforcements. Yeah. Uh, we also have General Ikoma uh, Tsunari has taken Spring Bloom Village, Ashige Village, and Onon Village, but Hisumori and Selenge Villages have remained safe. Uh, I so believe these all are all, most of these are known villages? Not all of them are known villages. There are a couple of known villages, like Onon Village uh, is a is the village that was taken by Ikoma Tsunari in the story Cold Autumn Harvest. Mm -hmm. yeah, and Hisumori... Okay. It's, I had a look for Onon and to see if I could find any information about that word. I couldn't find anything Japanese, but there is an Onon River in Mongolia, which <laughs> does make sense for a unicorn holding. There's quite a few Mongolian names, mm. yes. Um, Hisomori Turide is probably what Hisu is, and that's mm. um, that's the one that was captured by Shinjo Shono for a swift end. So I took a quick look at this on a map, and then, mm. you know, because they give enough known locations that we know yeah. where they are on a map that we can see that they're running about 60 miles into mm. each uh, clan's territory. So there's fighting across about 60 miles yeah. over the lion border and about 60 miles over the unicorn border. Yeah. So it's got a pretty good range, uh, especially somewhat along the, um, uh, the river there to the north. So yeah. that... That gives, gives you a kind of good idea of, of where how how much land is being fought mm. over here. Yeah, and Hisumori Toride is apparently a stronghold card in the card game. Um, there, another card is that the Minami Katsu regulars. So mm. you you think that that's what does that mean? Uh, basically, it's in in the letter. It's Minami Kaze, which I think it should be Minami Kaze, which would be South Wind. And there's a Minami Kaze regulars card. So I think that's just a misspelling. Makes well, sense. Yeah. Um, we also learn that two weeks ago, Shinjo Hideo took the Minami Kaze, possibly Minami Kaze, to south to the Plains of Bloodied Honor. And they had a battle there, which they thought they were doing very well until General Akodo Kyosuke brought in reserve troops from Hayaken no Shiro. And that battle lasted six days. And had it not been for those reinforcements, the unicorn think they would have won. Uh, <laughs> Yasumura thinks they would have won, but it obviously it didn't go that well to them. Uh, 
Hayaken Noshiro seems to be the new the, the, the name for Swift Sword Castle, the castle of the Swift Sword. Uh, it used to be mm -hmm. a really terrible Shiro Sano uh, <laughs> is it like a terrible, terrible Ken, Ken no Hayai is just awful. Um, so that seems to be the new one. And this is actually because I, I just Castle of Swift Sword. I just know I just know that name. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's apparently where the uh, Kodo War College lives, which I did not mm -hmm. know. And that's uh, that's sixty miles within Lionland. So that's again talking about the the, the scope range of this of combat. Fight. Yeah, and the Plains of Bloodied Honor surrounds Castle of the Swift Sword. So that gives you that. And that's where all that's happening. Uh, so he, uh, Yasumura asked for Shinjo, uh, Alter and Sarnai to help bring the Blue Horde. And we've talked mm. about how Shinjo has all these different hordes. Uh, the Blue Horde was taken by Shinzo, Alter and Sarnai to support the crane in the art of matchmaking. So one yep. presumes at this point that they are on their way. And, yeah. <laughs> and he's writing to his mom saying, Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> The the hordes I can't remember if we mentioned this, but the yeah, the armies of the of the the unicorn are divided up into color coded hordes. So there's blue, gold, green, purple, and white. Um, they they come from a specific incident where um, Shinjo, Lady Shinjo herself, Shinjo Nokami, had to split up her followers into different hordes, and they had to go in different directions because it had all gone horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> and the green horde never came back, sadly. Uh, Shinjo herself took the blue horde, which is possibly why Shinjo Altansane is currently leading the blue horde, because that's possibly the official... Shinjo family horde. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what's going on there. Are there any law notes we have missed? No, I don't think so. I think we've got them all. Uh, yeah. Ashige is a village name, and which I think is a dapple grey horse colour. That's the thing that <laughs> sprang out to me, that... A made sense, and B fit the unicorn. <laughs> and there's also Selenge, Selenge village, which is in the real world. There's a river and province of Mongolia. So again, I think that's the the link there. I hadn't, I didn't see any Legend of Five Rings uh, connections, but that's what. So I basically, is. if you want to give uh, village names in. Unicorn lands, mm. yeah. Feel free to tap your Mongolia map. Yeah, Mongolia <laughs> map and and horse colours. <laughs> but we have one more letter. We do, uh, which was not announced, which I think is just hilarious. It was just the, sitting there in the fiction thing. If you went looking for fiction, and yep. uh, that's the scorpion one. So who's it from? This is from Yogo Junzo, and he is daimyo of the Yogo, and so he's. A fairly important person, head of the uh, yoga family, and thus head of spiritual matters as far as the scorpion are concerned, and especially to do with protection and and such like. So Junzo writes of ominous portents, all sorts of, of scary things are happening. He refers to disloyalty and treason from other clans, the loyalty of the dragon. And whispers of jealousy and despair, a crime so heinous it echoes to the very heart of Jigoku itself. He's, he's not big on purple prose, is he? Mm, possibly <laughs> deliberately, because possibly if you deliberately. check the letter very carefully, because, I mean, in terms, it's not like the other letters where we can say, okay, this event took place, this event took place. 
this is all, ooh, things are bad, ooh, I'm doing my duty, but think, ooh, worries. But if you look through, certain letters have been replaced by obsolete English characters, because this is obviously a letter in English. It's theoretically written in Rokugani. <laughs> That's what uh, Junzo wrote in, but it's, you know, we see it in English. And But there are obsolete letters in some of these words, which makes you think, I wonder if these words are significant. And, okay, spoiler, you might want to go have check this out yourself, but we're going to, we're going <laughs> to rampage through anyway. Uh, the ones that specifically have these these letters are curse, treason, upon, which is more of a, an old spelling than a, a whole new thing, uh, the blade, and the, right before the word hante. Now, you came up with the, the notion that if you use, look at the words before and after as a word on its own with a, with a character, uh, but if they got two together, then you just use them, you end up with a curse of treason upon the blade of Hante. So this is very Scorpion. This is a, a code hidden in the letter, which we can find out. I, and this I can only goes along that... with what, uh, this is exactly what uh, Chinari in the, uh, in her, what, in her story about what, mm. that which eyes cannot see or something like that. I think that, but the eye cannot see. Where she mm. finds the she draws Kunshu. Yes, finds that and it's cursed. sees something, but is not quite sure what. But it's you know, this is cursed. This is a cursed sword. I can tell that immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he couples that with a couple of interesting missing references. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's not that it's in code, but it's more like cadence. We're all talking about a thing. Yeah. And yeah. and we know the context, right? At this point, saying a curse of treason is on the blade of the Hante means we all know the context. So I can say I'm talking about it, and I can say mm. all sorts of things about it. And if you don't know the context, yep, you th you think I'm being vague, but I'm being specific. So yep. he says, "I shall carry out the duty that you have entrusted to me," but he never mm. says what the duty is. No, but we can make an inference that it might be related to the. The blade of the, blade of the hunter. And it may also be aligned with the fact that there was a tournament season prize for the card game, which is won by Scorpion, and that gives them Kunchu. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like the duty is look after Kunchu. Mm -hmm. So that sorry. goes along with that. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. okay. And then another reference. Uh, that is kind of cadence style referring to a thing that is not stated is mm -hmm. uh, there is nowhere safer in all of Rokugan for it to remain than the Castle of Learning. Yep. But he never says what it is. So again, looking at the wider context and making some guesses, this is Kunshu again at the Castle of Learning. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it's, it's really, really cool. I mean, I really like the fact that you kind of have to, to puzzle this out. And it's so Scorpion. It's so <laughs> Scorpion. It's just lovely. Uh, this is, may also be related to the 2008 World's Prize. A samurai of the Yoga family will help sniff out whispers of treachery or treason amongst the Scorpion. <laughs> so I, I think oh. it's all, all kind of, you know, meshes together. And a fun puzzle. 
also have mentioned uh, there's some uh, the, the law notes is kind of the style a style thing like he mentions the fallen one and his war against togashi which references that fuling turned up after the the tournament of the kami or quite a lot afterwards and said hey i should have been in the tournament of the kami just because i had fallen to hell Puh. and you thought i was dead Puh. i should have been and so i want to, i want my place and hante said fine i'm going to appoint togashi as my champion and Hante said, choose your weapon. And Togashi said, all that lives within rock again. So this is kind of the first indication I think we've seen that that's the, that's what people in rock again know happened. So that's, that's neat. And there's also a passing reference right at the end. Let your rule remain strong until the children of heaven are returned in purity. Like, hmm. I wonder who they mean exactly by that. Yeah, it could be until the princes return, because mm -hmm. obviously the princes are missing at this point. Yeah. Or he could be saying in his oh-so-scorpion way, uh, let your rule remain strong until the coming return to mm. Earth and yeah. the world is... <laughs> yes. And so if, if may it's you reign strong forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's if it's that last one, that's an interesting one because I don't think we've ever heard an idea that the kami are expected to return. <laughs> that's an interesting one. So, and and actually ties in a very interesting way to the perfect land sect because they have started talking in the last fiction they're in. They're still talking about one day. Uh, Shinsei himself will come back, and that's interesting. That that's 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 a new thing. I don't think that's been mentioned before. So there's All just right. some interesting ideas about what the Scorpion are thinking about. <laughs> I'm sure they're not ambitious. No. In the end, all right. So one of the things that this these letters had had a very precious thing for me mm. uh, in in one of the stories, which is a date. Yes. <laughs> because. We don't get many dates in uh, in the timeline. There's only a handful of stories that actually are dated. Mm -hmm. uh, we know in general that the year of all of these events is uh, 1223. Um, but it's sometimes very hard to get perspective of how, uh, how long it's taking between all of these stories. The how much time is it? 1123. Has 1123. You said 12. I don't know why. 1123. Duh. Because I typoed it wrong. <laughs> it's 1123. <laughs> I typoed it in my notes. Um, so uh, what I did with early on in the timeline was I started trying to take all of these stories and putting them in time and space by using all mm. the contextual clues that I could possibly find yeah. and try to um, orient them so we could tell how much time has passed. This, this so sounds if, like champion Tetris material, quite this frankly. Is, this is definitely <laughs> me tapping my English degree out there or, or my geology degree, depending mm. on how strate uh, strate stratigraphic you want to look at this. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, if you go to craneclan.weebly.com, you can find it. But uh, so I thought we'd give a kind of a, a intro to some of the timeline stuff, so those yeah. who can't haven't checked it out can get an idea. 
and, right. and we, we're basically going to be doing like the current events. So we, the first thing we're going to skip over is like approximately 1118 years of history. Yeah, we're, we're not going to go into all of that, though. No. It is worth saying since it, the year is 1123. Mm -hmm. uh, 1123 comes from or we get that date from the beginning of the Asawa calendar. And the Asawa yep. calendar is dated at the founding of the city of Gisaitoshi. Yes. Um, which also happens to be the year the Kami fell to earth because that's How convenient. Handy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's year one. The tournament of the Kami that decided Hante's emperor was year five. And the first day of thunder, which ended the first war, that's around year 42. So that's to kind of give us a, a kind of basis. And then so it's a thousand years of history happens. Exactly. Almost exactly a thousand years of history yes. has. That's worth remembering. <laughs> um, this is uh, about five years before the beginning of the story. Uh, the crane take Toshirambo. Mm -hmm. um, and the events of the Dragon Clan, Clan novella occur you know, with Sensei. Uh, the Pure Land sect takes off. Yep. And then three years before the start of the story, uh, a tsunami hits Crane Lands, which is big deal. Uh, and then yeah. we finally reach 1123, which in the old lore was the year of the Scorpion Clan coup, mm -hmm. uh, which happened on Bayushi, 15, Bayushi 14, or the equivalent. Um, and that translates in our terms to around... September 14th. So right. we should be about, so talk about you, months. Okay, so you're talking about the month of Bayushi. Okay, so w what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are 12 months in the Rock Galley calendar, uh, each of approximately 30 days, and starting essentially in um, March, the f what we would call March the 1st. And each month is either named, well, both named after an animal, which is the common name that most people use, or the kami each have a, a calendar month named after them, which is kind of the high rokugani, kind of when you're talking about court events, uh, you tend to use the name of the kami that is associated with that year. And that's in the order of the first to last of the tournament of the emperor. So the year starts on March 1st, but that would be the first of the month of the hair, or the month of the sun. Right. This yes. is it wins. <laughs> mm. So it goes sun, moon, hante, akodo, doji, shiba, bayushi, shinjo, hida, fuleng, and the tenth kami. But we're going to use right. English months because it, oh, it's so much easier. <laughs> It's, it's easier and you can get an idea because a lot of the contextual clues you get about things is from the weather or that, you know, it, this is spring, yeah. this is fall. Um, so that's important to us. So, so yeah. I use the English months, at, but that's how you would translate it. Um, the, the animal names for each month are pretty much the standard calendar animals for Asian astrology. So you right. can look those up. <laughs> uh, each day, it's also confusing to use the animal months because each day is split into 12 two-hour slots, mm -hmm. which are called hours, but they're yep. two hours in length. 
um, as we would know it. And each of those is also named after an animal. So yep. you could have the month of hair, day 23, hour of the dog, and then it gets just way too confusing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when, it, when it's like, in theory, even though even though days get shorter during the winter and days get longer during the summer, you always have exactly six hours of daylight and six hours of nighttime. So how long an hour is varies a little bit from from <laughs> month to month. However, with having to having to get all these things together, put these in a list. So how have you, because you're the one who did all the work, how did you decide when events occurred? Well, some dates, very rarely but like in this letter, are actually given to us. So, you know, those are great. We can pin those down. Um, many things are relative to other stories events. For example, um, we know that the city of Onan Village, per our first story, had to have been captured before Okoto Zentaro's letter goes out. Yeah. So I have to make sure that we place this before then in a timeline. So that's why I say mm -hmm. it's a little ge geological. It, you're 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 lay layering these in time sequence, and yeah. the order they are published in is not necessarily no. the order of events. That's no. really important to distinguish. That it's not when it comes out. It's it's when the events happen. Mm -hmm. um, There's all sorts of reasons why a story is written at a particular time, but doesn't get put out at, you know, in that order and all sorts. Mm -hmm. And also there are flashbacks and, and things going mm. on in many stories. So one story could have three different events in it. Yeah. Um, sometimes they're fixed by season, uh, by travel time. Um, you know, you need, it takes time to carry a message across the empire. So you can't have, yeah. you, you have to give that time in that. Um, some dates are confirmed by the authors. I can't pin most things to a specific date unless it's mm. given. Um, usually I try and pin them to a specific week. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can do things like if they mention autumn leaves, that gives you a hint. If you, you know, if it mentions a festival, you can, you can make guesses one way or the other. But and yeah. sometimes they say five days after event mm. X, this happens. You know, that's, that's a lot easier. Five days later. I heard this yesterday. Yes. <laughs> all, all sorts of things like that go in sequence. And we had a the whole huge block of the uh, stories that happen around the death of the empire, emperor. Yeah. Uh, we had to pin it down to hour because they don't necessarily yes. come out sequence. But there's so many stories within yeah, yeah. one 24-hour period that you needed to like arrange them down to the hour so you knew who knew what when. <laughs> That that must have been a that must have been a bunch of work. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Anyway, so as it happens, the whole sequence of stories starts timeline-wise for mm. New Five R, not including flashbacks or anything. Yeah. With the first week of eleven twenty-three March, uh, the first week of March. Right. Uh, with the, and that's about when the dragon story, the rising wave, the first dragon story of the intro fictions happens, mm -hmm. uh, happens in that first week of March. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the snows are still heavy. Yeah. They're melting in the passes. So you get, you get these things that kind of push it forward ahead of, 
the late spring that her father's daughter, which is the very first story who came out in New 5R, yeah. um, came out. So, you know, first week of March, you've got that dragon story happening with Togashi ordering the Rising Wave army to go mm-hmm. around. And these are all by my guesses and, and stuff. The first week of April, you've got Doji Satsume dying. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's off camera, but yeah. you know, that's when what that's when that is happening. Uh, around, I'm just picking out some of the most important dates. Yeah, not every story, obviously. Around the fourth week of April, we have uh, Shiba Sukune becoming the champion of the Phoenix, and the beginning of the Lion Unicorn War, where uh, Shinto Austin Sarnai decides not to marry. Uh, the uh, Ikomo Daimyo. Yep. And then the very first week of May, now, you have Akoto Arasu killed by Doji Hitaru and Kuana being captured by the lion in the same week. Yeah, busy week. So, huge, all of these have many stories in between those, but all of yeah. those intro fictions are happening through this, this kind of a two month mm-hmm. block. And then, and then things only get busier. So, the first week of June, you have Kiku Matsuri, uh, and that's when the uh, Phoenix figure out that there's a problem with Mishoto, and mm-hmm. you know we start that ball rolling. By the first week of July, you have the Emerald Championship, and yep. Tatori becomes Emerald Champion. Then there's a it's a little bit of a pause in like major events though of course there's lots of stories happening during July, August fifteenth, um, and we know this because uh, Katrina's using the date for the uh, the the Obon Festival yeah which is so she gave that, that based on the real life Obon Festival Matsusuko usurps Tatori for championship right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, on September 10th, Suko captures Kuden Kahita. And yeah. September 11th is the edict. And Satori killing his father. And Satori's <laughs> attempted assassination. Yeah, whole bunch of stuff. And princes go missing. And it turns out the Kami have been taken from wards. And oh my goodness, and so much stuff. Right. And that one we could pin down to September Eleventh, uh, basically, because that's the uh, Harvest Moon Festival, mm-hmm. which we got a, a marker for. So Katrina came on and and gave us that as well. Yep. By the end of September, we've got Satori lost. Satori recovered and going after his assassins. Mm-hmm. That's September. That's the fourth week of September. First, fourth week, fourth week of September. By the second week of August, we've got Clan Wars in full. Bloom, we've got the attack on Onan Village. That takes us to October week four, which is this Lion Clan letter. Yeah. Right? Uh, On the 25th of, or 24th or 25th of um, October, essentially, um, to around November 1st, which is Hataru taking shelter in Toshi Rambo and Yoshi discovering, you know, some more about. Mm. Shoju's plot. So everything that has happened so far in the game, everything yep. has happened in seven months. Yeah, so it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff happening in a, in a short amount of time. Um, unfortunately, it's, it 
kind of yeah it feels like it's taking a long time but actually no it's it's all compressed and then winter is coming <laughs> winter is coming yeah that's that's where it put everything a hard stop and i was kind of concerned about it when i started out my timeline is are they all gonna run into winter and you know wait is years passing here so, yeah, yeah no yeah. It's, it's it's much shorter than you think it is so if anyone wants to check that out you can find it on my webpage, or there's yep. links in the discord um and hopefully that will help you orient yourself in time and space and seeing just how little time has passed. We'll also have a link to that in our show notes. Of course. But I think that's it for time for us today. That's I good. I think. I think so. I think that's uh, it's time for time. Time to stop time and time to move on. <laughs> like calling out our sister podcast in the Legend of the Five Rings LCG podcast with Trevor Cuba and Sir Angus. And our actual play podcasts, uh, uh, Crimson Gold actually, Agonies yes. and Fortune and Strife. Mm-hmm. And they're on, they're, they're, yeah, they're coming out uh, quite nicely now. I think we're on second or third episode at this second point. Second episode for Fortune and Strife, and then they redid the beginning of Crimson Gold that's Agonies. Right, that's, that's right, that's right. Uh, so you can check those out. And again, we will have links all through our show notes. And if you're a patron, you can, you can get early access to those. So that's a cool, fun thing. Um, <laughs> speaking of our Patreon, the Discord Patreon supports our editing costs as well as our website, where we can have longer form discussions and keep lots of information like player resources and lore resources and things like that. Um, we have a whole bunch of things in there, like alternate uh, new schools. Um, I've got my samurai drama screenshots collection link there all sorts of fun stuff yep today we do want to give a special patron shout out to jason smith who joined january 11th in 2020 tiff who joined april 20th 2020 mark zeman who joined may 5th 2020 and philippe atoya who joined January 27th, 2020, and definitely wants to say, may Lady Doji bless your gathering with her grace. Because, well, he is the most Doji of Doji that I know. And I have to say, I know Philippe very well. He's very nice. So if you want to find us out there in the world, uh, we have a website, courtgamespod.com. So courtgamespod.com. Uh, Twitter is twitter.com forward slash courtgamespod. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash court games terrific but I think that's it for this week uh, this is Kikita Kaori may the fortunes favor you and I've been Kova and until we meet again keep your jade handy